on calling ancestors into the room. I pour the sea salt into the corners of my room and call them. I spray whatever water is remaining and call them, and they come to me, hair braided and heavy with coral out of the mouthless blue. I gem their reflections, they are sky, and leave a mouthful of shadow for me to cling to. Everywhere they are is north. I don't know who I called into this world. I know they are not voids. I know they sense mine. I know they know I'm from she who could not be filled. I should have thanked my skins for trailing me here. I should have thanked all my plasma for running warm. I should have thanked everything my hands did. I cannot swallow them. I know that now. There is nothing edible in their histories. They taste of a tongue pieced open against a tooth. They are mouthless copper. They are the inside of a pearl, turning sand all over again. They are the wet slime of aliveness. And I am out at sea again, small and unable to clutch the bed with my toes, and the waves are whispering exit wounds. That was Asma Jama with On Calling the Ancestors into the Room. Asma is a Danish-born Somali poet, artist and co-founder of Dakan Collective. Asma's work's been published in print and online in places such as The Good Journal, Popshot and Ambit. As an artist, Asma's been featured by Dark Yellow Dot, and Kayad Somali Arts and Culture. And she's been publicly exhibited by Rising Arts Agency based in Bristol and the Tate Collective. Most recently, she was an artist in residence at the In-Between Times Creative Exchange Lab and writer in residence at Arnold Feeney. I am Shikufta K. Iqbal and this is Kyoto Lab. Today, we are going to be joined by the incredible Safia Kinshasa, who also performs under the alias Birdspeed. She is a British-born, Bayesian-raised artist of Bayesian and Jamaican descent. She has the ability to captivate audiences by effortlessly weaving poetry, storytelling, satirical humour and dance and movement. Her poetry, Page and Stage, which predominantly focuses on her Caribbean heritage, braids rhythm, science, dance and technology together. Safia was recently announced as a recipient of the Jerwood Arts Apples and Snakes Performance in Poetry Programme and she was the winner of the New Voice in Poetry Prize courtesy of Culture Records. This year she was shortlisted for the Outspoken Page Poetry Prize and longlisted for the Film and Performance Prize. She is currently working on her debut collection. Hello everyone. So we have entered a second lockdown and I want to start by wishing you all well, wishing you joy, wishing you love, wishing you good times and wishing that you make it through this difficult period. 
I think I am going to gift you with poems that really speak of hope um, at the core of the message and these are poems which have helped me um, during this time um, and I hope that they you well and you feel the love that I have poured into them. The Headless Chicken Glorious mess An eruption of high-pitched belly juice slushing the yard Freedom Webbed feet balancing On bit dust nostalgic for more wrinkled souls To amass gravel Eternal rebellion Drumsticks thudding the lonely emanations Dribble and slime of the few who accomplish self-gratification in hard times while wild, bulging, bloodshot eyes and a tightened beak horse and infestation of ants. I saw her neck skin wrapped round a dumpling, a foot in my uncle's ball. His grin informed me how heavenly the slipperiness of her vernacular tasted. Her peripatetic blubber satisfied our demands for lawlessness, each chunk of temerarious fat a sacrifice I was discouraged from exercising. Enchanting, the epilogue she gave, shedding a pitiful impersonation of a domestic beneath a banana fig tree. Freedom, puffed breasts snatching the sun's rears, the wired fence slices it, sun now severed, balances on a tail primped in fluff quivering, jostling in ambivalence, ransacking the realm we chased, expanding wings, preparing to gently not win chimes and argue with a hurricane. To this day, I cannot eat chicken feet. Bearing witness to her ungainly parade of frenetic feathers coerced me to covet the notion of pandemonium in my skeleton. To stand in a river of caterpillars hibernating hebitudinous, to find temporary residence in Michael Jackson's left sock so I know what it's like to dissolve into backwardsness with people still praising you. To live as she did. Even without a head, she refused to die silently. Even without a head, she refused to die. Okay, and the next poem is called Plastered Heart, August. On a walk through an asphyxiated city, your head a rumpled newspaper, it needs to be transported with more care. A basket on a yellow tricycle, perhaps. You would ride round your neighbourhood, returning only when jump rope was finishing its last few laps. Now free time looks like loose pocket change in the same gutters you're trying to keep your newspaper out of. You scour the streets for good news, but the gospel is in braille. And though you are used to sirens, these sirens lacerate the drums that yearn for Hey, it's so good to see you again. Should we go for a frappuccino? You hate frappuccinos. Though right now you would do anything for an invite to grab an overexpensive drink, gossip about how your areas have been remodeled into a new ambience of ugly. A burial ground in the air. Damn, this place ugly. You say as you cry through your feet. Trudging towards an unfair war against an enemy you will never meet. Spring may have arrived, but your lifeline's brittle, smelling of dirty bootleg moonshine. 
The secrets in your bookshelf drag themselves into your mirrors. Now everything in your apartment is contaminated with you and you are still learning who and what you are. You turn the corner, catch a glimpse of red. Red like a tempestuous tomato bursting its acerbity in a way you wish you could. The red takes shape, held up by a thin, black, curvy line. Red heart balloon patched in plasters. You blink, you blink again. Your eyes acoustic guitar plucks bewilderment and wonder. How is it still floating against a brick wall, you say? How has this balloon held itself together? You study it some more, you watch it float. As though faith could be graffitied. As though faith could live near crusty flowers and RIP messages. As though faith could exist between bricks and have the nerve to rise. You wonder if you could do that. If you, with holes, could levitate. You call it what you will be. And the month where time could be measured in cartoons and... <sighs> And how long it took for ice lollies to melt, how frequent the laughter in the basketball court, how heavy the bass from someone's duct tape car, how creased your clothes, how frustrated your belly, the <sighs> and jump rope finishing its last few laps. You name your plastered heart August. Retreat back to your dwelling, with newspaper in clasped crate, speculating what you're made of. This last poem is called The Inaugural of Heresy and you can find it in the new Bad Betty Press anthology, Field Notes on Survival. On the fifth day of the revolution, the chicken shop was still open. We were never trying to be scandalous. It's just that boiled leeks taste like poverty. Tear gas and rocks chased after embers flirting with night, like short skirts slipping discreetly past the border between ass cheek and thigh. The final district had never been mottled in so many brown bodies, coyotes howling at the uprising. A worshipper of Mammon snapped the beak of a homeless man, dipped it in oyster sauce, and so it began. A stampede into the city's main artery, mutilating everything that once served as a deterrent for social mobility. We became mobile. We became UK funky, voodooed shopping trolleys without brakes. The state's power disintegrated. A flaccid war ship both sprit, short and limp when the first roti skin was drawn into the face of a monarch. I never set out to be a vigilante. I was just hungry. Fried chicken is food for those on the broken side of democracy. The pointless other 200 items on the menu were replaced by notes of the original manifesto. The first snare I heard, tearing sellotape to cover peri-peri salad with We will protect whistleblowers. Music sweetener, sugar coatings of growing tribunals debating how to distribute well fairly and remix a soul classic with a drum and bass kick. The cultured chicken shop, hub of the new age, feeders of early risers and night owls, shacks for preachers ushering the blind to prayer like DJs conjuring euphoria for lost souls. I would write, stand on benches, spit spoken word. At the inaugural ball of heresy, we skanked for so long, Friday became vexed we no longer desired him. 
while deer strolled on pavements. We sweated in torn denim from learning how to trespass on all fours and sneak past surveillance cameras. Designer, new street style, strutting on the runway with overgrown oxide daisies and primroses. Braided ponytails remodeled from I'ma kill this bitch to I'm not afraid to live. Throwing bottles grandiloquently to replace the flinging of peace signs with folded bandanas enveloping curses. Rebellion was all the rave. This was our get down. Our Lindy Hop jive. We knew how to party, how to become the public frenemy, change the republic, dismantle the enemy, become the public, then live like disco fiends. That was the dream. When the rallying cries lost their thunder and the 53 bus returned to normal, the chicken shop remained open. It's hard to feel destitute with meat in your mouth. Maybe that's why the Mamon man behaved the way he did. Embroiled, plagued by a new disposition, we yammed on the chicken like we were kissing our teeth at it for getting caught, or for being one. The ball may be over, but our ears are still ringing. Every time a cannon fires or a tank begins to pull its weight across the new world, it sounds like the bridge before a 16-count instrumental drum section. What if grime was just a figment of a brave young Londoner's imagination and the revolution never happened and we were just raving to silence all along? Yes, okay. Hi, we are joined by Safia. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about the poems that you submitted for, um, for sharing with our podcasters. Um, and the kind of like the inspiration because there's three pieces that you shared I think okay so the first one the headless chicken um this was shortlisted for the outspoken um prize which is very cool and it was basically it's about it is about freedom and and there was this moment when I was a young girl and I and in Barbados I it 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 was a it was just so striking because I think a, a lot of people ask me okay was it a, is it a metaphor for something is it just a metaphor for it and I said no there was really it really was a headless chicken like it was we had chickens and and it's actually one of the only times I've ever seen the what I would consider the imperfect embodied notion of what freedom is and it was strange for me because it it's an animal and and of course we have this this. Um, you know the, the the horrific um imagery of, of black people being referred to as animals so i was always i'm quite conscious of the fact that i'm saying okay the only time i've seen freedom is in an animal and in, in a chicken of all things and um and i and i haven't i had a lot of confliction um with this with this character but i said to myself well i i just wanted to to write about it and write about that that kind of um I guess the visceral imagery, but also the longing for, for um, just being able to do, um, you know, kind of just being able to move in this really like eccentric way. And, and just the fact that the, the chicken just would not die. Um, and it was just so, it was just crazy. And I think at the time as well, I was, I was thinking about the, how, how um, especially black and brown women, you are not allowed to mess up. You're not allowed to. You have like this whole thing about, oh no, you can make mistakes. Who? Who can make who can 
can make mistakes. No one, we can, we are not allowed to make mistakes, especially like, like, yes, women, but black and brown women in particular, we cannot make mistakes. We're not allowed to just, to just live. So the, the line about, you know, what if I could just live in Michael Jackson's left sock and go backwards, um, you know, and, and, it, and that's, that's what else kind of um, came to mind. I just wanted to speak about this, this longing, but also not having the ability to, to do that. Um, through a chicken. Um, um, that was really powerful. And I enjoyed listening to the story from that perspective. Um, mm. I, I, really, I really enjoyed it. And, and what mm. I was also going to ask as a follow-up question is that there's a lot of musicality in your work, whether you use characters, <laughs> accents, <laughs> snippets. And I really love that because your storytelling is, is not flat. It is very much you are a performer, which is um, incredible <laughs> because you're you. a performer and you really think about how the audience engage with the way in which language is, is, is heard. Uh, against yeah. the ear. So how important is sound to you in your writing and why is it so important to you in your writing? Um, I think it's, it's very, it's, it's very important. I mean, I, the understatement without, without, um, I always speak my, my poems out loud. Um, I, I, I always, um, try to, uh, imagine, um, speaking the poems in several different ways to, um, to see how they feel um, knowing that people will always read them differently with their own accents and their you know um, their own mannerisms but um, I want to I think poetry should definitely be felt as well um, and I know that in you know a few years time I might even read my own poetry differently but I still want it to have some kind of of energy to it I'm I'm really all about this this energy and it and it's very um it very much comes from my my uh background of seeing poetry performed um on stage and and, and as part of uh, calypso and subtle commentary and um so rhythm and 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 movement of course movement of course movement being a dancer it's it's just yeah I, I want to be able to even if I just stand with a lectern still still have some some kind of something to this to this so this is a, a, a weird question um, or maybe a question that everybody asks all the time I don't know I felt like it's really original when I was like okay here's my question <laughs> yeah no one's ever asked her these questions before um, but what does poetry mean to you and what does poetry give to you as a writer and what do you think it gives to your audience as readers or audience members so sometimes I, I, I've said things in the past and I've said that okay well there aren't you know the I don't, I don't, I haven't seen that many, in, you know, uh, uh, black women in, in poetry. And I think what I am saying is not that many black women in poetry being celebrated because they are there. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I, I'm not, not trying to, uh, to, before my first collection even comes out, not trying to throw any um, shade or anything, but you know, and, and even women writers, in I mean, for goodness sake, the amount, so just, I mean, I'm just telling everybody, look at statistics, just look at, I'm not saying nothing, look at statistics, that's all I'm saying, that's all I'm going to say, look at statistics, and it's just, so I wanted to definitely add my, 
my voice and 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 my narratives and I think that what happens there is one black person who is asked to do something or a few and all of a sudden that becomes the narrative for the entire black community or the entire black brown community asian community it's just it's literally there is no diversity even within um this this group of people and because the african diaspora is, is so vast i wanted to basically include my voice to say well or well, actually i am black british um west indian I have a very, I like Star Trek. I like Spice Girls. I like, we are all different. We are all unique. We, there is no one type. I remember someone talking about the, um, actually a few, few, a few people have talked about the black experience and I'm thinking, well, what is the black? There is no one black experience. We're, we're all beautiful, wonderful people, each and every one of us. So I, I definitely felt that, of course, I, I deserve to, to, to be able to, to say something. And I was worried at first that my, my voice ne wouldn't necessarily be accepted. And, you know, who, who wants to hear about this? And, and, um, but actually it, for me, it's, I think everyone should, there is a place for, for everyone to say something. Um, so, so yeah, so poetry for me means that I, I have, I have space um, to share uh, work that I, I I would I would have wanted to see when I was a little girl and um, and then the way I approach poetry so I guess we'll, we'll talk more about later like the way I approach it with dancing and 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 thinking about how I can um, bring uh, movement to the page and, and engage with um, my cultural background and how dance has always been a language etc um it's it's an important conversation and as to this discourse about what what creative writing actually is so i'm going to ask you what is this writing process so what what does the writing process look like to you um so my writing my techniques are constantly um developing um uh but my my typical day it is i'm not okay i'm probably gonna i'm not the shocking it is it's those people who know me will this will not shock anyone it is i'm very brutal like i don't wait for inspiration i am brutal i will so my my days kind of start from if so this is a day that doesn't have commissions or other priorities etc etc um so we're talking 5 a.m starts um straight into writing um reading um noting anything um or from the day before with a with a fresh mind that will take about two hours um it's then dance um for two hours um it's then a break and then it's right no then it's reading for three hours and then it's writing again for four and then it's dancing again for two and dancing kind of like trying to put dancing and writing together and thinking about the conversation so it's a full day of and I think for me it's the dancing so it's physically exhausting um I'm I'm one of the I'm one of the people who is just I'm very for people being honest about how hard it is writing is hard 
I don't know why people think that poets shouldn't be paid. Um, many people think that poets should be paid. We should be paid. We need to be paid. It is hard. It's 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 grueling. Um, sometimes yes, like sometimes a poem will come and you'll just you know you're right away. But even the editing, like and and you know it, it's practice. I'm 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 a very like I I try to think about many different options. So sometimes I'll have like five different versions of the same poem because I'm not sure about what's going on. And you know, so my process is very like, okay, well, what do I want to say here? What do I want to do here? Like we we're talking like maps and this and that and and it and some and I think my time to write is basically so I guess this is kind of uh, a tip or whatever. It's my time to play. It's my time to play before it goes to publication, before it, whatever I can put, like, I, I can say anything. I can, I can, any silly idea, any weird magical moment, you know, all the silliness I can, I can mess about. Yes. When you read, who, who are you reading? Um, who am I, who am I reading right now? Okay. So it's a lot. Um, right now. I'm I'm reading Mary Jean Chan right now. Um, actually, I'm 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 actually a very what I do as well. Um, I read, I try to read collections up to four times, um, and then sometimes take a two week break and then read it again, um, and that's simply out of respect because I mean you you've written this for a year, two years, three years, ten years. I'm. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a slow reader, but a slow reader, um, you know, out of love, like sometimes I won't be able to put a book down, but I will try and read again. And I will also try to, um, so Nii Kwe Parks has released um, The Geeth and I, I'm actually reading, cross reading that with another text about decolonializing the male gaze. So I try to always read books read poetry collections with something else to learn more about the culture so even when even when I I, I read about um I read when, when I read actually when I read Jamis for Girls I think I remember I read like a whole history collection on on Pakistan and India just so I could get like some like I like to give my 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 you know I like to give authors love yes what else am I reading Jay Bernard Serge that was one of the last um books I read a lot, Kevin Young, um, To Repel Ghosts, um, is, is excellent. I want everyone to, to note that, um, if anyone is interested in basket or art, just, yeah, just, just basket, then please read. What stories do you think are not being told at the moment, especially in poetry? You've kind of touched upon this, but specific stories where you're like, this is something that everybody knows from these communities and it's not it's, it's something that's mm. common knowledge but again is being overlooked or overshadowed by mainstream literature or poetry world um i think um i, <laughs> I think um i'm gonna I, i'm gonna kind of be a bit like uh, okay yeah, stuff, I'm, stuff I'm about to write about um, is what is not being told, and I think that needs to be told because that's what I'm writing. Um, but no, I think I think that that work from so what I, this is two. There's several ways to answer this question. The first way is 
everything that has been written about. So there's so there was a I made a comment on my my Twitter um, about how Henry the Apes. So there are historians. So I'm really into my history, and Henry the Apes Garter is being written about like in depth by 17 historians. A piece of fabric around his leg, and even though I'm like <laughs> really, but this is you know. But hey, it 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 allows for a richer discourse and the more voices we have talking about one thing and hey yeah people will disagree people will say new things but at least we can we have this conversation happening so the ways so I'm, I'm using that as an example because I want to say that the things that have already been written about to death because I know anytime anyone talks about obviously we're not but anytime we know we know know who people talk about this they'll say okay well we've, we've already got our, our black and brown part we've already got people talking about you know more yes 100% everything that everyone's because I I'm you know when I read um you know 17 you know a hundred no 700 poems about the same thing um and and these are being passed off you know as great poems and, and no and no shade at all that's great that's great that we've got you've got we've got hundreds and hundreds of poems about this one thing but yeah okay so therefore we can have hundreds and hundreds of poems about things in in marginalized communities that you've that you've read about you know twice from the two poets that you that you've that you've read and you say that you know everything about our cultures so yes more absolutely if you've read a poem about jello fries write a hundred more i want more 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 because it's not fair that we do not have um we aren't you know we're not ever you know it's like oh well someone's already done that you know no other group of people marginalized communities only no other group of people ever go to the page and feel like oh can i write this poem but someone else did that what no um, so that leads me on brilliantly to tell us about your collection. I'm so excited about this collection. Yeah. Um, I am too. I, I can't wait to read it myself. <laughs> um, so it's, um, yeah. Okay. So basically there, there has been um, a complete shift. So I'm, I'm, oh, poor Joelle. I'm, I'm like, oh my God. I'm, probably the worst uh i'm not i'm i'm one of those poets who has a poem and then literally not even days a few hours you know what no <laughs> not even i'm not i'm not kidding i oh my goodness it's so what's happened now um for for everyone who wants the gossip i have basically restarted everything every single thing I had a, I had a reawakening and I said you know which which happens I mean anyone who knows me knows this happens every few months I'm like I'm I've changed again and like I have a new and I have a new thing going on and it's like what why have you got new work already what's going like I'm because I'm, I'm worried because I'm like some of the old stuff I really want to see in the collection is that not going into the collection it, yeah it there will be yeah stuff that you have seen before will be in it will be in the collection but in terms of the the direct so I always wanted to to write about um about dance and, and Caribbean dance cultures and and how can and I and I and that's that's something that's just always always been there um but I'm thinking about um the, the entire narrative as a whole um in terms of where I might want to go with other collections etc and I'm I'm thinking about so the narrative has changed the ideas have slightly changed how everything's going to work on the page has changed um it's still like the the original okay so let me just so Caribbean dance 
um, West, West African hybrid Caribbean dance cultures um, are going to be at the at the center of the collection. I'm not sure how much I can say now, but this is this is not say strange all. news. Say oh yeah, this is not strange <laughs> news. That will be at the center of the collection and and the main um, focus and the narratives that that emerge from that. Um, and it's going to be a a really when we look through history, we even you know we we don't have the voices of of women. We definitely don't have the voices of women. You know, I mean, according according to history, European women, you know, only started talking in the late nineteenth century. So therefore, every other woman did start talking until the late twentieth century. You know, so we we have um, no real voice. You know, no real first hand narratives. But what we do have is dancing we have movement we have the longevity of this movement that has been that has movements that have been um passed down and everything we do the way we are the way we cook the way we you know etc i'm basically saying that this is all a language and this is all a narrative in itself and the way in which we act is our is of course it's body language is our way of speaking too so if i you know if i if i make an, a, a um if i stand back obviously that is a sign for being afraid. So what I'm trying to say in my collection is that women have always been talking. You just haven't been listening. You, you haven't been listening and also you've, you've been ignoring them. Um, so it's, it, it is very much going to be from um, a feminist um, point of view. And it's going to um, you know, be sharing narratives in my own, in my own way. Um, that have not actually been that aren't that just aren't present and and i think it's i think it's going to be um, a really proud um piece of work and it's going to be a celebration of it's gonna it's gonna allow it's going to be a celebration of us and our resilience and it's going to you know so all these pictures that i see as well um where the women have their mouths closed no they were very much speaking um all 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 the time so yes that's that's what this is this is about. <laughs> i think it's gonna be an incredible collection i've seen you perform i've seen your work and i've seen your growth as well it's been it's just been a constant kind of trajectory of going higher and higher and so i think it's amazing to see you put so much kind of thought and um an interesting spin on things in your work. I think musicality and movement is going to be so exciting in your work. So yes, I'm yes, I'm looking forward to this collection. Does it have a title and when is it due for release? Uh, I, I'm revealing the title at some point. The title, I've had this title for, I've had this title for two years. This has been, I've, I've been writing this for Tree, even though there is, the poems are complete, well, yeah, so those poems, but yeah. anyway, I have been writing this for three years, I've had the title for, for a long time, um, but I will be revealing it um, at some, at soon, I will be revealing it at, at, at some point. Um, I think I'm going to to take some more time. I, it still hasn't actually sunken in yet, um, but I'm going to the release date. Okay, so I'm not. I that's another thing I'm I'm I can't say yet. Simply because this isn't me just being like, oh, why is she not? But the pandemic has. I mean, yeah. I 
cannot confirm, um, but it will be uh, next year. It will not be, well, it will not be in. It's a mystery. It, it, you, you know, you know be, it's coming. We will be posting and yeah. shouting you, about it. And we're going to be first at your door, ready for that collection in thank our hands to read it. Thank you so much. I've loved, I loved hearing your work and hearing your voice. It's been a long time and I'm so excited. Uh, for the future and, and all the stuff thank that's you. going to be coming from your 5am starts yes thank yes. you <laughs> have a lovely evening a big thank you to Safia for joining us uh, for our slightly longer than usual podcast but we had so much to catch up on um, a big thank you also to Asma and of course yourselves for listening I'm Shkavda Kegbal you've been listening to Kyoto Lab until next time I'll see you then <laughs>